Are you ready, buddy? Terrible. Since you've been gone. I'm gonna be singing when that rain comes and takes out all that smoke. I'm so excited. Bree's wearing a uh, oh yeah firefighter hat. Fire safety guys. Fire safety, safety first. Yeah, I got my helmet on. She's gonna go out and fight those fires first, dude. I looked up a picture and sent it to of my... all the you sent it to me. I think oh, okay. of all I the think... fires around us. Holy crap! Yeah, so many people are getting evacuated from different places can we get evacuated please <laughs> i think you just want a change of scenery <laughs> also okay. um we are sensitive to those who are being evacuated we're very sorry for yes. you that really stinks That's, um yeah it sucks thoughts are with you guys my parents also. have had to do that <clears throat> like the we almost had to do that last year yeah it was like it was banging. a mile it was literally a mile down the road yeah I was like, I had bags packed and ready to go. I'm like, this lady came to the door and she's like, just so you know, there's a good chance we're going to have to leave. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go pack my kids some stuff. Yeah. Josh Josh thought it was crazy. Very selfishly wanted it. Our house to be burned down, but then so you can get insurance. So I could get insurance, but a then new I, house. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, if ours burned down, that means literally everyone else's in the neighborhood would get burned down, and that's very selfish of you, Amy. So I quickly disposed of that thought. <laughs> uh, I mean, and you, maybe you could have left your ancient Indian burial ground that you're. You know what I was thinking. There is a good chance. I know. You're right beside water. I know. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, I mean, the P- natives were up here for years before we even came. And y'all were digging up all that kind of stuff last year. <gasps> Shut Just up. We asking. were. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We oh. were just like hanging out, digging the holes after digging holes, up bones. holes, digging, uh, digging them up, them holes, digging, digging them up, those holes. Oh, you got to go dig, it up, dig, dig those dig holes. It up. I was singing another song, but then we got to that song. So oh, that sorry, works. that's my favorite. Uh, like holes, yeah. Uh, soundtrack for Disney, like the, uh, not animated Disney. Okay. I was about to say. I thought you liked Tarzan. No, the... I also like Tarzan. I mean, Tarzan's good. It's not my fave. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, I'm just going to pretend like you didn't say that. <laughs> it's good. Good? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying it's like, it's great. I loved it. Yes. But an, a <clears throat> Disney original uh, movie with, like, real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite yeah. soundtrack. That is a good one. It yeah. is a good one. We That's even, a good movie. We had that whole soundtrack. What? Yeah. I have the movie. I do too. It's a good movie. It's on Disney Plus also. I love Shia LaBeouf. Even if he is a little. He's a little cuckoo now. He's a little cuckoo. That's everybody. I think. I think. I think Hello, coffee. His best friend <laughs> is uh, mentally uh, someone with Down syndrome. Aww. That's his best friend. Aww. Yeah. I feel like you're bound to get a little bit. Um, cuckoo from being in Hollywood, especially as from a, a child. child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look at all the stars. Like all of them. Britney Spears, 
um, Lindsay Lohan, uh, the Olsen twins, the freaking Olsen twins. Yeah. You know what? I'm so sorry. We are off like on a total tangent this right now. This is great. I was watching a, a thing on like Elizabeth Olsen because she's like, I guess, I guess you could say she's bigger than they are, than they ever were at this point. She's um, WandaVision. Oh. Yeah. Is that, is she related to them? Yeah. She's their sister. She's their baby sis. She looks just like them. I had no idea. She's, she's like 20 times hotter, but she looks just like them. I had no idea they had <laughs> yeah. siblings. She's just taller. Um, but like for the longest time, I guess like they told her like they didn't want to be in showbiz that they have no, they had no choice to be put in it because I mean, they started at right. Full House right. as babies. Yeah. And they were just like, they never liked it. And then they got out of it. And I guess they got constantly got bombarded with like, uh, why don't you do more movies? Well, that and like um, paparazzi, oh, yeah. like harassing yeah. them, yeah. and how awful Hollywood can be to people. Oh, yeah. And they didn't even, they're like, we don't want to be in this life. And their sister stayed out of it for the longest time. And then now look at her. Now she's like, I'm a badass. She's, she loves acting. Yeah. So well, I just thought it was really interesting. How... I think that family, it comes natural to them. Yeah. Are they, is their whole family? I mean, well, I you're saying them yeah. and then their sister, so I'm going to assume. Yeah, they gave her a lot of tips before she went into the, like, showbiz, I guess. And they're like, be careful who you talk to. Be careful how you answer questions. You don't have to take interviews. But she's... They also got out at a young age, though. I mean, they were in their 20s. Oh. They were doing all those movies still. Like, New York Minute. Do you remember that? I love that movie. Oh my gosh yeah, they were teenagers then and then like they were young too and they were like inappropriately dressed in movies yeah and were uncomfortable all the time i don't think i watched any of their older movies oh, we used to watch all of them blockbuster friday night let's go get in a mary kate and ashley movie yeah no i don't think i really we uh, as a family billboard dad i love those movies no, i don't think i watched any of those they're good sorry they're really cheesy but they're really good i don't know why we never watched any of them because my parents anyway. were like, if we're going to Blockbuster, we're getting a movie for everybody. And my dad's like, we're not watching that. <laughs> we're not getting a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Yeah, I don't know. I sound like a Grinch. You do. <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast. <laughs> I'm Bree. That's. Oh, and that's that, Amy. I almost said that's Amy. <laughs> <laughs> we're a true crime and paranormal podcast. We are. That's what we do. Yep. Um, what's with the neighbors? Wait, this is. Episode um, forty. We don't know what the, we don't know what episode it's going to be. We're one of the episodes. This is one of the episodes. We're going to come out at some point in the near future, or yeah. maybe not. I maybe not. Maybe we're just going to keep it for ourselves. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, my voice may sound a little raspy. I don't know if it's going to come out that it's way. Hot. It's super smoky and hot. So I apologize. I am not sick. Bree is though. I'm done being sick. <laughs> I'm done. Just finished. Hey, man. Finished. That was yesterday. Stop it. Um, do you have a neighborhood story for me? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? <clears throat> uh, you can go first. Um, I have a neighborhood story for you. All right. This one says, in bold, it says chickens. Oh, boy. To my neighbor that complained to the city about my chickens, I want to thank you. 
because I didn't know I'm allowed to have up to 25 and I don't even have half of that. <laughs> so thanks for the complaint. I learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag they're getting more chickens. You're welcome. <laughs> that you want some me. eggs? <laughs> I'd be like, here, take some eggs. Oh, that would be a nice thing to do. My rebel self would be like, oh, do you want some eggs? And chuck them at them. Throw them at their house. I would not do that. I'm a chicken, but. Haha, <laughs> you're a chicken. <laughs> Did you see at the um, food truck festival yesterday, there was like so many dads wearing dad dad shirts? I didn't. Like dad pun shirts. It was <laughs> hilarious. Maybe there was like a notice out or something. I don't, there was so <laughs> many and my phone was dead, so I couldn't like uh, take pictures and send them to you. Oh, that's why you didn't text me back. Yeah. That's why I called you on Alice's phone. Oh, I was yeah. wondering. I was like, why? Why am I getting called on Snapchat? <laughs> weird. I, I, my phone died and it was like being weird. Makes so, sense. yeah. But there were so many. I was like, that one's funny. That one's funny. I don't know why. It was just like, it was a, it was a good day for dad puns. I guess. Does she not have my number? No, she needs to have it. Yeah, though. she does. It's Especially important for emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you the story about Matthew Shepard. Uh, I was supposed to tell it last month, but the recording got messed up. <laughs> so we, we ended up doing a different story. Yeah. But um, so Matthew Shepard was born on December 1st, 1976 in Casper, Wyoming. We have friends, that, a friend that is from that area. Kate. Yeah. Oh, hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Uh, he had a younger brother named um, Logan that was born on or born in 1981. His parents uh, are Judy and Dennis Shepard. Uh, his family was part of the um, Episcopal Church, Apostol Church, Pole a popsicle church, a popsicle church. Yes, yes. there we go. That's Perfect. it. Um, and Matthew was an altar boy. Matthew attended school in Wyoming and was known to be friendly and loved by all of his classmates. But why are you rolling your eyes? <laughs> I was just remembering because that was the same thing that we had, yeah. the same issue that we had the first time. <laughs> I was just thinking, this is our second go around and we still struggle. We still, we are still on the I couldn't bus. even, I can't even pronounce that. No. So it's no. a popsicle church. It's guys. a popsicle church. <laughs> uh, if you want, they serve all all types of popsicles. <laughs> Freedom popsicles, rainbow popsicles, rainbow popsicles, Flintstones. They, they also pray to the otter pop gods. <laughs> oh god! Okay. Um, uh, he was not an athletic guy though, and he was on the smaller stat. You know, had smaller stature. He tend to be the butt of a lot of people's jokes unfortunately same matthew yeah his dad <laughs> described him as an optimistic and accepting young man who was very approachable and always looked for new challenges he had a great passion for um equality and always stood up for the acceptance of people's differences sounds like a stand-up guy yes and he was openly gay Oh, that didn't mess, you know, his parents were fine with that, especially for the times. That's kind of surprising. So in 19... 19- oh, 1990s? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 1994, Matthew's senior year, his dad actually hired, was hired as an oil rig inspector in Saudi Arabia. 
so they moved to the residential camp there. Matthew attended an American school in Switzerland, which was a day and boarding school, and I'm going to assume that he was boarded there because it was a nine-hour and ten-minute plane ride from Saudi Arabia to Switzerland. Just took the plane every day (laughs) instead of taking the bus. Um, so while in school, he was in theater and took German and Italian classes. He ended up graduating from there in 1995 at 18 years old. While he was in Saudi Arabia, he went to Morocco for vacation. That's awesome. I know. Um, there, Matthew was actually gang raped. Oh, that's not awesome. That's not awesome. Oh, no. Kind of puts a damper on your vacation there yeah yeah by the time matthew entered college the guy could speak three different languages he went to katawaba katawaba college in north carolina is that correct you're from north carolina so you should know exactly how to pronounce it i don't know katawaba katawaba okay katawaba i'm sorry that i got that wrong you Oh, Carolina? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> and cast Same thing. Uh, <laughs> and exactly. No, it's not. I'm a Carolina girl, so. Born and raised. Uh, he also went to Casper College in Wyoming. He then became the first year a first year political science major at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. Laramie. With a minor in languages and was the student representative for the Wyoming Environmental Council. So he was just like busy, busy, busy. Matthew suffered from depression, many say, because of the incident in Morocco. On the evening of October 6, 1998, Matthew went to a fireside bar, a local known gay-friendly hangout. He was 22 years old at the time. It was karaoke night in Lamari, which was considered the most liberal town in Wyoming, which that's kind of surprising that there's any liberal town yeah. in Wyoming. <laughs> um, Matthew met two men there, Russell Henderson and Aaron McKinney. They chatted for a while and then they offered Matthew a ride home. Instead of taking him home, though, they drove to a remote area and then robbed Matthew, pistol whipped him, and then tortured him. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, his face was covered in blood, except for where his tears rolled down oh. his face. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they then tied him to a bobbed wire fence and then left him there. Ugh. And why was that such a thing to do? Like, that they did, I remember they did that in Smallville. Oh, to, did they? Yeah, to Superman. Well, not. Tied him, yeah. tied him to a barbed wire. Yeah, he wasn't Superman yet, though. Oh. He was just Clark Kent, you know. He was bullied at school, too, even though he was, like, super buff and hot. And But, you know, he was, like, the outcast. That's really sad. I, it's very unrealistic he because he wasn't. He shouldn't have been because he but was. But was he sweet. also nerdy? No, he was on the football team. Oh. <laughs> yeah. For, I had, like, a really hard time at the beginning of what you were just telling me because I thought you mentioned Instead of Superman, you said, I thought you said Stranger Things. No, I said Smallville. 
Smallville. You did. Okay. Yes. Okay. But I was in my head. I was saying, thinking Stranger Things, and I was like, Why is Spider Man or Superman? Why is Superman and Stranger Things? Because they go things. to other dimensions. That's Duh. true. That's true. Spoiler alert. Although yeah. Sorry, you everyone. Should know that by now. Yeah. Don't they do it in like the very first yeah. season? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he fell into a coma and 18 hours later, a cyclist discovered Matthew alive. Thank goodness. Uh, he actually first thought he was a scarecrow though, which is really sad. Um, the, the, uh, first police on the scene actually said that the medical gloves that they kept in the police vehicle were faulty. So she ended up using her bare hands to clear passageway in his bloody mouth so that she could give him CPR. Um, Matthew was transported to a hospital in Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm sorry. How are medical gloves faulty? I That's what? a really good question. I didn't. What? You don't use your bare hand. Maybe they were dirty. Maybe they didn't have any more. Maybe they just threw or that in there. Or maybe they were like cut. Like <clears throat> Then why? I would rather use that over my hands anyway, regardless. Yeah. Like the number one thing in medical don't, knowledge is yeah. don't use your bare hands, especially when it comes to blood. Maybe. Maybe. Faulty. Whatever. Maybe they didn't fit. <clears throat> Maybe they just forgot to stock them and they're just using that as an excuse because they had to put it on a report. I, I don't know if I say it later, but <clears throat> he ends up having testing positive. I don't think I put this in the story. He ends up testing positive for HIV. Exactly. And so that's why I think that they even mentioned it in the first place because oh, okay. it was like. You just touched this guy's blood. Yeah. And she ended up testing negative, though. Yeah. Luckily, you need to have, like, a cut or open. Yeah. I don't think I... If I do, I apologize. But, yeah. So she cleared a passage in his Sorry, mouth. Sorry, that, that bothered You're fine. me. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that, though. Um, Matthew was transported to a hospital in Fort Collins, Colorado, after the hospital in Lamari didn't have the resources for him. Matthew suffered from fractures to his head, the front of his right ear, along with severe brainstem damage, which prevented his body's ability to regulate his heartbeat, body temperature, and other vital functions. Jeez. He also had a dozen small lacerations around his head, face, and neck, probably from the barbed wire. Yeah. Um, he never gained consciousness and remained on life support until October 12th, 1998, when he was pronounced dead. Oh. Yeah. So, McKinney and Henderson were arrested and charged with attempted murder, kidnapping, and aggravated robbery. And after Matthew passed away, the charges were upgraded to attempted murder to, uh, from attempted murder to first degree murder. Which meant they were eligible for the death penalty. And their girlfriends testified that McKinney and testified that McKinney said they both pretended to be gay to lure Matthew to their truck. That's messed up. Yeah. And both the girlfriends ended up being charged as accessories to the murders because they knew about it and they Didn't pled guilty. Yep. Oh, okay. Henderson led uh, pled guilty to avoid trial. And during the trial, McKinney's lawyer tried to claim that he was driven to temporary insanity by pretending to be gay. I'm going to pretend to be gay for a second. Oh, no, I'm going insane. What? what? <laughs> like, that's, 
<laughs> That's not how you no. Imagine all the actors that pretend to be gay in movies and stuff. <laughs> like that doesn't drive what? me to temporary insanity. No. Um, like, and it was like a night. Yeah. Not even a night. Like <laughs> maybe a couple hours. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, and they didn't target Matthew because of his sexual orientation. Then why did you pretend to be gay? Uh, eventually McKinney got two life sentences without the possible uh, possibility of parole. A lot of celebrities were involved in bringing attention to his murder. A celebrity vigil was held on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. People like Ted Kennedy, Ellen DeGeneres attended. Elton John sent flowers to Matthew's funeral which had over a 1,000 people attend. Barbara Streisand called um, the Albany County Sheriff's Department and demanded quick action to the case. And Madonna called the university president to complain about what happened. What? Uh, you're... Because it was their fault? Hello, my name is Madonna. Yes. I would like to lodge a complaint. Why did this happen? And it, the president's like... I don't... Um, I, I, it, I don't know I, what you want me to do about it. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry that they were out at a bar. I think it's being taken care of. Yeah. I don't know. So. Good job, Madonna. You did a lot of good with that. Thank you, Madonna. <laughs> you should have just sent flowers like Elton John. Yeah, right? <laughs> tasteful. Real tasteful. <laughs> um, the day Matthew died, the president at the time, Clinton, made a statement. In our shock and grief, one thing must remain clear. Hate and prejudice are not American values. Uh, but his mur um, murder also brought a lot of negative attention, like protests from the Westboro Baptist Church, which I just despise them so much. Um, but to counter the protest, Matthew's friends dress as angels, which I think is adorable. Aww, yeah, That's so sweet. I know. So after everything settled after his death, Matthew's mother, Judy, became an advocate for LGBT rights. Her and her husband actually founded the Matthew Shepard Foundation. Its mission is to replace hate with understanding, compassion, and acceptance. In 2009, the bill called the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act of 2009 was signed by Obama. Shortly after his death, the play called The Lamari Project toured the U.S. and other countries telling Matthew's story and encouraging campaigns against anti-hate crimes. There has also been multiple documentaries, books, and protests that were based off of Matthew's story. So that is the well-known story of Matthew oh, Shepard. that's right. Okay. That's so, like the media. The media. And so, which a lot of good things came from his death regardless yeah, of what the story yeah. was. But I do want to share another side of the story, the darker side that a lot of people don't talk about. In 2013, a journalist, Stephen Jimenez, spent 13 years investigating and interviewing over 100 people that were connected to the case. He ended Jeez. up Yeah, he ended up writing the book, The Book of Matt, Hidden Truths About the Murder of Matthew Shepard. And it basically explains his theory that Matthew's murder was not actually a hate crime, but it was a murder over drugs. Oh. Uh during the release of the book, he received a lot of criticism. 
and read and his readings of the book were boycotted. He which yeah, which he never understood because he's gay himself. So he's like, I wasn't. He's doing just reporting this. what he's finding. Yeah, he, he's like, I'm, which is what we're doing right now. Yeah, so don't exactly. don't get mad please, at us. Please don't get mad at us. I wanted to share this other side because I thought it was very fascinating. And why. also, we don't want people to be like, "There's more to that story." Yes, yeah. I just wanted to share what I found, and I don't. I really, I think uh, what came of his death was very good for the yeah. country. So. The Matthew that was not celebrated in the news and the Matthew that was not the figure for the gay rights movement in America was actually known for dealing drugs, trading drugs for sexual acts and doing meth and dabbling in heroin. It was rumored by those in drug communities that Matthew was going to get or had a large meth shipment worth $10,000 on the streets. And the girlfriends of the murders actually lied to police to avoid letting them know about the drugs. So that's why they lied. They said, oh, they were acting gay to lure him to. Okay. And it wasn't okay. that. It was their learning. That just makes sense. Yeah. So some of the officers even were interviewed and said that they even caught McKinley in sexual acts with other men prior. So it was hard to believe that Matthew was killed over a hate crime. In fact, it came to light that Matthew and McKinney were friends prior to the murder. Oh. A former partner of Matthew's, Ted Henderson, and longtime, long-term friend of his actually said, the book of math is, Matt is nothing more than the truth, and that he was never certain that the murder was an anti-gay uh, hate crime. Okay. He said he doesn't know why there's so much hostility towards Steve and the author and matt would not have wanted to be seen as a martyr but would have wanted the truth to come out when i decided to do the story i only had known about the hate crime story and so i called someone who i know who i know who used to live in the area that we mentioned earlier to get the locals perspective on it and that is when they told me that they to really do my research uh, because there was more to the story than what was being told, okay. like we just learned. They stated how frustrated it was how the media took a small statement from Matthew's friends and ran with it. They actually contacted, his friends actually contacted the Associated Press and number of local gay organizations the day he was put in the hospital. And saying it was an anti-hate crime, but it was... That there was way more to the story. Right. But the local I spoke with said it was fr- it was frustrating because Wyoming is known as a redneck gay hater state. Right. And that's not what they are. Right. Regardless of what the truth is, it is really incredibly sad what happened to Matthew Shepard. Yes. First of all, no one should be murdered. Yeah. Nope. We say that often. <laughs> Secondly, no one should die in such a terrible way. A lot yeah. of really good things came because of Matthew's death, so regardless of if it was a hate crime or not, uh, if it wasn't for the outrage of it being a hate crime, the foundation and the bill would have never came to right. be. So, yeah. No one should be hurt over who they are, what they believe, or the color of their skin. And that is Agreed. the story of Matthew Shepard. That was good. That, I, I, I'm glad we went, we went over that one because I forgot a lot about it. Oh, Mother Teresa. Podcast gods. Quit. Please. 
please stop messing with us. All right, guys, this is the third time we've tried to tell this story because there's something <laughs> about this story that our mics don't like. I don't know. We're we're confused. I'm so glad that we just checked it, though. Yeah, I'm so too. glad it wasn't like a week later and we checked it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about the Tallman, Tallman family haunted bunk beds. All right, so act surprised after everything I say. I will. Every I sentence. Just kidding. <gasps> Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I should so that we know that my mic is working. Yes. <laughs> we need to make sure everything's working properly. Uh, so on April 13th, 1986, no, it was not a Friday. I checked. Okay. Husband and wife, Alan and Debbie Tallman, along with their three young children, a boy and two girls, moved into their new home located in the small town of Horican, Wisconsin. Why can't I say Wisconsin? Yes. Wisconsin. See that I struggle with some words too. Okay. Uh, the family considered this their absolute dream home. Everything they ever needed and wanted. It just sounds wonderful. Yeah, it sounds nice for them. Yeah. So Alan had taken a job at a manufacturing plant that it had late hours while Debbie stayed home with the children. With the family being somewhat large and being on a single income, they weren't opposed to secondhand things. Sure. Even if you are wealthy you should yeah not be there's person. nothing wrong with secondhand things yeah yeah it's good for the world yeah in february of 1987 the family purchased a bunk bed from a furniture thrift shop Aww. for just a hundred bucks that's cheap it is yeah that's very for, cheap. especially for a bunk bed that's yeah. two beds two yeah. beds for a hundred bucks yeah uh it was in perfect shape and just what the children needed also more room for activities absolutely what uh, they set up the bed in the basement to start out, and over the next few weeks or months, the children who rarely got sick began to become sick all the time for no apparent reason. That's very frustrating. Yeah, and they, they were all three, like, in and out of the doctor's office. Even sometimes the parents were, so they were just all the, sick all the time. I get that. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they moved from the bed... They moved the bed from the basement uh, to upstairs in the girls' room. The son's room was right next to theirs, and the son had just gotten a clock radio from his parents whenever they did all the rearranging and reorganizing and whatnot. Right. He's, I can picture he's exactly a big boy. what clock that is. Yeah. He's a, he's a big boy. Yeah. New clock radio. He's so nice. He's probably so proud of himself. I'm sure. Um, so whenever he went to sleep that night, it ended up turning on by itself. Oh, no. That I don't like. Nope. No. It woke him up, and as he was watching it, he was it, it was changing stations, and he could even see the dial moving. Ew, uh, no! Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm good. You can take it back now. You can as have it back, Mom. Shockingly, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just an alarm. Uh, <laughs> obviously, he went and told his parents, and obviously, they blamed it on his imagination or just technology malfunctioning i would do the same thing yeah you're a parent like yeah you have to you can't just jump to irrational like, right it's a ghost i would but i'd be like the room's possessed we need to call a priest right now <laughs> but <I laughs> that's mean, how i wasn't you in anchorage i was like there's a ghost in here <laughs> you don't say it to your kids and no you don't say yeah, it to yeah, charlotte yeah. no you're just like you're fine they're just go gonna to make it a thousand times more worse yeah <laughs> just amplify the scaredness <laughs> Um, as time went on, Alan decided to freshen up the basement and paint the walls. One day while painting, he took a lunch break, leaving the paintbrush on the table. And when he returned, the paintbrush was in the bucket with the bristles sticking up in the stick in the paint. 
I'd be so annoyed. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, although he, although he knew it was absolutely something that he did not know, he just kind of shook it off and was like, I'm not going to tell anybody sure. about this. It's sure. not a big deal. That's Thing, a better man than I would be. Right? I'd, I'd be, be like, at the kids. yo, <laughs> who did this? <laughs> Come clean it up. <laughs> Things began to get worse when the two-year-old daughter who was sleeping in the bunk bed told her parents she had seen a red-eyed witch behind her door as well as fire in her room. Nope. And a month later, the boy claimed to see an old lady glowing like fire standing in the door. No. Uh, they began to fear something was in the home, so they called the pastor, the local pastor. And when they invited him in, he said he could feel some kind of evil presence in the home, and he was afraid that it was the devil. Nope, 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 yeah. nope. I don't, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> he encouraged them to regularly go to church to protect them. And it didn't work, unfortunately. Yeah, answer to everything. Yeah. Just go to church. It's just You need Jesus on your side. Yeah. So uh, they actually started having more things happen. Doors began to open and shut. They started hearing disembodied, disembodied voices calling out. And um, they were being terrorized by, like, ghostly visions. Yeah. One was when Debbie's mother came due to her, due to Debbie being hospitalized with a bad sinus infection. Um, her mother came to help out with the kids, and she fell asleep on the couch and suddenly woke up to red eyes staring at her. <gasps> and as soon as Ellen returned from the hospital, she left. She's like, deuces! <laughs> not taking the kids with yeah, me. Yeah, not, yeah. Like, good job, Grandma. <laughs> Uh, a week prior to Christmas, the son saw something again and told his mother he wanted to leave. Alan was frustrated and told the spirits to get out of his house and if they wanted to pick on anyone, to do it to him and leave his kids alone. Hey, that's what your dad did. That's like a super, that's, yes, it is. It's like super dad. Yeah. The next day, uh, around 2 a.m. when Alan came home from work, he heard a voice in the garage saying, come here. Come when hither. he Come here. When he went to investigate, he saw an orange glow coming from the garage. And so he was like, oh, my God, it's a fire. I'm going to run inside the house. Because that's Cause, what you do. Yeah. I'm going to run away from the fire and not try to extinguish it. No. Um, so he came to his senses and he came back out and noticed there was no fire. So I went, also run away yeah, from fires yeah. when I see them. <laughs> Probably not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> um, so he went back inside, and he had leaned down to grab the lunchbox that he had set down on the floor, and something suddenly flung it out of his hand and threw it across the room. No lunch for you. No. no you're done. <laughs> Alan began sleeping on the floor of his kids' room to kind of comfort them as they were rightfully scared. And he witnessed a fog rise out of the floor and heard a voice saying, You're dead. No, I'm not. I'm alive. <laughs> You're dumb. You're, you're dead. I'm dead. <laughs> uh, Alan claimed that things got so bad that he would have visions of the family being hurt or even murdered on oh. the floor of the home. Not long after Alan asked, not long after Alan asked a family member to come help with bedtime routine, um, since the mother was there by herself, and the family member happened to be a skeptic oh, so he, he worked was like, nights right yeah, okay. yeah and so the family member was like sure there's no ghosts in there you're bigger yeah i can put the kids to bed no ghosty yeah uh so he laid on the floor of the girls room like the dad would and whenever he did that that night a figure appeared to him and let out a loud scream so he ran out of the room 
<laughs> without the children. <laughs> without the children. <laughs> and they decided that that was the final straw. And Debbie asked him to help her gather the kids. And they left the house that night and never returned. Ew. The family believed whatever was happening in the home was due to the bunk beds, since it was normal prior to their arrival. The home was put up for sale in February of 1988, and two weeks after moving in, they brought the bunk or moving out. They brought the bunk beds to a private dump and had them demolished so they could never be used again. Oh, that's good. They were terrorized by this for nine months and never quite were never quite the same. Nine months. I know it's so long. <laughs> That's a whole but, pregnancy. Right? <laughs> a, you can make a human in that time. <laughs> uh, this story became public. Rumors of outrageous things were forming, like blood oozing from the ceiling, portals to hell being open in the house. Right. And the home began to attract a lot of thrill seekers wanting to experience these paranormal claims. One even showed up with a Bible claiming he could exercise the spirits. <laughs> but he was also drunk and got arrested. <laughs> okay. Um, one shall not drink and exercise absolutely not eventually this show unsolved mysteries heard about it and did an episode on it in 1988 and from then on the tallmans were free of any paranormal harassments and the future family that moved into the home didn't experience anything unexplained oh that's good yeah so it had to be the bunk beds that is the story of the haunted bunk beds with the tallman family i've been watching it the whole time (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully this is the last time we have to hear about the Dear bunk God. beds. I should, I at least it's a short story. You guys, this is the bunk bed reveal. Yes, you're welcome. Yes, yes. There have been lots of little things that we've Hidden said gems. in past episodes because we for I forgot that we we hadn't actually released <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I mentioned bunk beds a lot, like the Ouija board episode. Yep. yep. They disposed of the bunk beds in a good way, so you know. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't burn it. That makes it worse. Don't burn it. Yeah. You're just releasing them. Uh, so uh, we're going to go because uh, we have another episode to record. Yay. Um, so if you want to listen to us, you know where to find us. And please write and review us, iTunes and Spotify. Also follow us on all of our social medias at WWT and Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And our website is whatswiththenneighbors.com. And on there you can find a link for everything that she just mentioned including a link to our merchandise which you, on there you can get shirts and magnets and and also a link to our patreon which uh if you want to be on the donor bus you can go to ww or you can go to patreon.com forward slash wwtn podcast for five dollars a month you can get our episodes videoed unedited along with exclusive content and for three dollars a month you can get our audio episodes a couple of days early, including exclusive content. Feel free to slide into our DMs Choo-choo. with any Sorry. questions, comments, and it's okay. Story suggestions. Uh, once a month, we strive to do listener stories. So send in, uh, you know, true crime stories that you know of, or par- uh, par- paranormal stories. Um, and oh yeah, we're a paranormal podcast as well. Yeah. Why'd you say that? Because you said it like you didn't say it. Oh. <laughs> but you were going to say it. Oh. <laughs> uh, true crime and paranormal stories. We want to hear about it. And that's podcast at gmail.com. And have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring, Bring Amy, Amy out. out. Sorry. <laughs> What's with the neighbors? 
Uh, say hi to your cats for us. Meow.